welcome to Press Our Esports, The Duck, here on Thursday night. Uh, I am Zoe Lord. I, here with me are uh, two brave co-hosts. What's going on, everybody? I'm uh, Malco, caster and player for Destiny. Uh, what up, everyone? I am Dainty Taco. Uh, not a player this season, just admin. Good deal, good deal. We've got some uh, interesting topics uh, tonight to go over, uh, talk a little bit about preseason, uh, talk about you know what we foresee uh, as some good possibilities uh, for this season. Uh, so kicking it off tonight, uh, our first topic of discussion between the three of us is going to be the team tier list. Uh, and obviously that's going to be, you know, how we see, uh, teams stacking up, you know, the S tier all the way through D tier. And, uh, to kick that off, I'm going to kick this over to Danny Taco. Um, okay. So, uh, watch through all the VODs yesterday, um, watch through, IT and versus Final Spark today, and I'm really, really hyped for this season because it already looks like we have like five really strong contenders, and then we have like the other five just need to tweak certain things, and I think that we will have a very competitive season. Like I had a lot of trouble like deciphering who should be like part of the A group because I couldn't really necessarily give anybody S tier level yet. Um, Cause we had a bunch of subs on Monday for some of these teams. So for my uh, post uh, preseason games ranking, I have uh, let's bounce hijack killer instinct and curtain call in my A tier. And then I have um, inferno trigger Absolute Zero in B, Glacial Storm, Onslaught, Shadows in C, and then Final Spark and Destiny in D. So I'm kind of surprised at you for uh, Final Spark ranking them that low because, you know, just in past seasons, the amount of uh, practices they have, um, you know, and then the cohesity that, you know, a lot of those players have together, I, I've got them a little bit higher than that, so I'm just calling you out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of good things in their game too between Duck and Die Hardy, but um, it it just seemed like uh, mid lane and um, ADC were not on champions that like they felt comfortable on. Um, I mean, definitely. I, I mean, I remember Otaku in season two playing like the MF, the Ash, and the uh, Aphilios, and those champions aren't in bad spots right now. So I don't know if there was like a, oh, we have to play Senna, because like everybody's playing, like a lot of people prioritize Senna on the uh, on the day. I think it, yeah, I got picked five times in ten games. Yep. Um, so like... I don't know. I just I just think that they looked a little uncomfortable and then the top laner's pool is a little wonky. Yeah. Um but he was in a matchup he was in a matchup that he couldn't really prepare for because it was a sub there he's against. Yeah, to kind of reinforce what you said, you know, uh we've got a lot of higher salary players, the salary cap went up. Um and yeah, I think the uh the difference between, you know, the top tier and, you know, bottom tier teams is really uh, decision making and practice. And, you know, the longer the season goes, obviously, the, you know, more prep these teams will be and, uh, you know, to be able to work together. Um, but Malco, let's hear your, uh, you know, picks all the way through for uh, your, your team tier list. So for my team tier list in particular, it's kind of it's a little bit based on like how the teams were set up first before preseason and then a little bit after watching the preseason VODs. But uh, my tier A's were not in any particular order. They're not like, you know, scaled in any way. But I had uh, Infernal Trigger, Hijack, Let's Bounce, uh, obviously kind of letting them ride the uh, the championship, you know, hype that they have from before. And the teams does still seem fairly strong. Uh, Hijack clearly having some very top tier players in there, especially up in the top lane. Uh, and Inferno Trigger, I felt like the team was just in general drafted to win, but just having, I just don't 
feel that the preseason is going to be indicative of exactly how they're going to perform throughout the season. Uh, teams generally, when they like the, these tier A's, the reason why they're set there is because it's like give them the time. I feel like they just need to ramp up a bit, but they're definitely still like leagues ahead when it comes down to synergy and how the team cohesive cohesiveness works versus how some of these other teams that you'll see in my tier B and my tier C. And notice that's why there's no tier S either, because I can't really give as also the tricky, uh, not while well, Dainty said, there is no real tier S tier S team at the current moment. So uh, uh, you give a, a lot of credit to uh, tricky in the top lane. Just, just a little bit more. It's just from, it just seems not saying that like anyone's persuade me. It's just the, I think yeah, I have the most experience with him. Sure. This is my first, this is going to be my first full season actually being with press r and so i'm gonna have the time to get a lot more acquainted with the players being able to see how these players play and then getting the chance to really cast their games is definitely going to give me the chance to truly see who really gets this who really gets like you know those top two spots that we have or who's definitely a championship team uh and i get i'm grateful for that learning experience that's going to be coming up because now my tier b is to segue into that my tier b is like a whole like a whole slew of teams that i'm just like Who's really better than who? Um, and I feel that the that they once they start to figure out their roles and like how they want to execute their comps, that these teams are definitely going to be fighting for that definitely that fourth, fifth, and sixth slot. Um, but I have a tier B of Killer Instinct, Glacial Storm, Absolute Zero, uh, Onslaught of Shadows, Curtain Call. Uh, I think I'm forgetting one team. Did I erase a team off my list? I think I did because then my tier Cs are Destiny and Final Spark. Why am I missing a team? Uh, My list is actually yeah. No, you're not. You you added one extra. Did I? Yeah, Glacial Storms there twice. Thank you. There you go. Yep. Right. No, you're good because I I just ran them. I just did it too, looked at it to double looked at it too. I was like, wait a second, that looks weird. But it's yep. like. The tier B teams, they're all really, really close to one another. I feel that any of them can end up in that four, fifth, and slick slot. And then for my tier Cs, it's just like it's kind of a battle of the bottom. But again, it's a experimental factor. A lot of people were off rolled uh, on Des especially on Destiny. A lot of people were completely off rolled. Didn't really know exactly what they wanted to do. And then all of a sudden, now they have kind of a more of a solidified role thing going on. So as changes are made, I can expect to see teams start to be a lot more competitive mm -hmm. even in those lower tier brackets like if people are even trying to compete for like a playoff like just the bare minimum playoff spot yeah. you're going to see them really compete for it even in the tier c's you can expect bottom tier teams to even give you great competitive games definitely so cranking up my list uh real quick uh i am not listing anyone in s tier uh i think it is way too early in the season to uh you know throw that crown on anybody uh, a tier, uh, I've got Let's Bounce, um, who looked really good in their preseason games. Uh, you know, they've got two returning members from the championship team. Uh, Glacial Storm, uh, who uh, right now their, you know, performance in uh, preseason was a little bit shaky. Um, but I think, you know, They've got some uh, players on that team that, you know, should be able to put things together as the season progresses. Um, Inferno Trigger, uh, they had a really strong outing, um, you know, in, in their preseason. Uh, you know, they've got a, a ex-champ on their team. Uh, I think they've got maybe one of uh, the most undervalued ADCs uh on their roster because you know she went so late in the draft um but you know having played with her last season uh she's got had one of the best kdas so uh, you're referring to Tr trinity right yeah, trinity definitely yep. yep um so following that that's my a tier just three teams um let's bounce glacial storm inferno trigger uh moving on to the b tier i've got onslaught of shadows hijack curtain call and Killer Instinct. Um, and those are my uh, my four. I think that easily those, uh, you know, will be moving up and down the standings throughout the season. Um, but they're, you know, lots of potential uh, there, you know, with 
some clash scattered in there. You know, if they scrim once a week, uh, those teams easily can move up into A tier. Uh, it's just, you know, little tweaks like uh, Danny Chaco said. Uh, and then my C tier, uh, I've currently got Final Spark, uh, Destiny, and Absolute Zero. Um, you know, Destiny, I think, has got some uh, identity problems, uh, even carrying over from last season to a little bit. And I think, you know, Malco, you touched on it. You know, there's lots of people that are, are role swapping. Um, so it may not be as comfortable um, to play on that team right now. Um, Final Spark, uh, I think Kibbo um, taking a step back from that team really hurt uh, that roster. Um, they've still got the core in Die Hardy and, you know, um, Dr. Minis.net. But yeah, Duck. Mm-hmm. But, um, it, it's a change from last season for sure. Uh, and Absolute Zero, um, you know, we've got Doom Vanilla captaining the team, brought back Vintage from last season. Um, went out and picked up, you know, uh, season one champ and uh, Nykrit. Uh, so that could be some good things. Um, but I think that there uh, may be some questions, um, you know, as to how well that team gels together. Um, you know, so it, since they went one and one, uh, I didn't feel, you know, too bad. Uh, I think they've probably going to come out of preseason. Uh, you know, with a little chip on their shoulder and something to prove. So yeah, I mean, uh, based off the preseason games, I mean, for me, the people that the teams that I put in like a tier, my top four, mm-hmm. um, only one of them has sub, and that was uh, let's bounce. But like the uh, the four members that are part of the team that were there, like. Mm-hmm. It, it honestly, it didn't even, in my opinion, it didn't even really seem to matter that top their top was winning, um, because like the Rakunzaire first game was just like over uh, overwhelming Destiny's bot lane, and then I mean you have Archer and Hippie again, and Hippie, uh, I just I don't know if you can ever ban this man out because he literally play he played Annie and Nico in those two matches he's known to be able to play victor he's known to be able to play tristana he's known to be able to play assassins if he wants to like the man has that i think a very versatile person yeah Yeah. he is a champion ocean and i'm i would laugh if he like it'd be awesome if he was to do like a dardock and play a new champion every week that would be awesome and i think he could yeah i think he could if he wanted to um but it was also nice to see uh, Archer kind of play some of these um, not like highly, highly contested junglers too. Like he locked in the Jarvan and went like three, five, and twenty-four on it, uh, and then locked in the Graves in the first game and was um, pretty uh, influential around the map as well. So, like, it, I think they just have their identity set already um like hijack has and killer instinct and curtain call also i think has an idea of how they want to play the game um while like i just think these other teams that did have subs on their team or uh just need to kind of like work some kinks out on their team curtain call you know they just added spacing spacing sub for them uh during preseason uh, but is now officially on the roster, and he came out and just popped off. Um, that man is clean in the mid lane, uh, so I think curtain calls uh, stock rose a little bit after pre. Yeah, I I had them really low when I first after post draft. I had them like in my D tier, and then they played these games, and I'm like, wow, you went straight from D tier to A tier. I'm like I'm not gonna be the one one of those people that says I slept on uh, curtain call. So uh, moving on, um, gonna do a little bit of a snake draft here, and you know allow my uh, flame fest to get over with as far as my end of season uh, one through ten. So the complete blind pick mm-hmm. uh, from the caster uh, slash admin. So first place through tenth place. Flame all you want, 
it's completely blind. Uh, you know, I'll make my apologies after the season. So, rank number ten, I have destiny. Uh, oof. Yes, that is uh, a, a big oof. Boy's <laughs> gonna hate us. Yeah, everybody. Dang, man, that, that hit me right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, number nine, I have absolute zero. Um, Ooh, okay. You know, I think that uh, you know, Vintage is gonna get his Morgana banned a bunch, um, and you know, there is a uh, you know, Queen. I'm sure is probably getting a ton more experience playing with Nykrit. Um, But this league has, you know, they'll pick on the silvers as far as, you know, throwing bands at, you know, their, your comfort picks. And even I've been banned out uh, and in houses and it feels bad. So um, I think that you can hurt absolute zero with a a few bands uh, and it'll just be interesting to see how, uh, they develop and, you know, change their season throughout. Um, number eight, I have final spark. Um, again, I think Kibbo leaving, uh, hurt them maybe more than they're willing to, uh, let on initially, um, followed by them. And here is where I could be completely wrong. Um, I've got curtain call slotted in there. Yeah. The, let the flaming begin. Um, yep. So right above there, I have Onslaught of Shadows. Um, and the reason I went Onslaught of Shadows in the next spot is because I really think uh, that Quezzy uh, and Gecko H2O, um, you know, they've got an understanding of how the game's played, and there's probably just not enough time in with that team uh, to push things in the direction that need to be pushed. You know, they've got a solid roster for sure. Um in the number five spot, I have Killer Instinct. And, okay. I, you know, I, I think that Hungry Hobbit uh, is a ridiculous ADC. Um, and they're going to, you know, take a few games uh, just off his back. Um, but I think that there are some other teams that are, you know, going to outperform Killer Instinct. So, number four, I have Hijack. Uh, number three, I've got Glacial Storm. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm I, curious uh, where Herbo actually ends up. I know right now he is uh, ADC, but that doesn't mean that teams can't, you know, rearrange themselves on the rift. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in the jungle uh, before the season's over. Uh, and that man can carry from jungle. Um, number two, I have Inferno Trigger. Um, just because, you know, Ether Twister is a uh, solid support. Um, you've got Excellence, who is not going to, excuse me, not going to feed mid lane, um, you know, Trinity and Bot. Uh, and then you've got, uh, you know, very capable or uh, capable jungle in mid or excuse me, jungle on top. And I think that gets them the number two spot. And as repeat champion, uh, I have let's bounce, um, because I think that they've got, uh, the pieces that can send them straight back to the top. Uh, they, you know, having two original members, I think helps them immensely so that they don't have to change all the pieces. Uh, you know, they've got best friends kind of running this team. Uh, so I think that that's got them in a strong position to do this all over again. Ready? Uh, guess uh, I'll go uh, next here. Um, mm-hmm. It's for for you, Zoa. I definitely I, I got nothing to flame because probably my list is probably all over the place, and I'm expecting all the flame for mine. Uh, <laughs> it, it is perfectly fine. I am ready for it, and everybody, I'll apologize at the end once we actually see where everyone ends up. But I do have some reasonings for the reason why I put things there. Um, I want to make it known, though, this is before any type of role changes, just kind of like what I think if the team stayed the way they were now, this is where I kind of feel they would end up. And also like the fourth, fifth and sixth slots are just like a toss up at that point, because I really didn't know where to put these particular teams. But uh, for 10th place, I unfortunately have my own team destiny. Uh, <laughs> I uh, Give me flack. I, I, listen, I, I, I have to at least be honest with myself at some point, but... <laughs> 
I have more I, faith in you guys than you guys do. Uh, it, it, it was looking rough after that first game against the previous champs, you know. And uh, I mean, we're we're hoping for some changes, but right now it's definitely looking like a tenth place if things stayed the way they were. Uh, nine with Final Spark, you know, I think there's going to be some growing pains with Final Spark. Uh, they're just going to have to take the time to really figure out what they want to do as well. Again, another experimenting team, but I think that once they figure out their pieces and where everything kind of needs to go, the, and also they're obviously getting better with decision making and execution, things will start to turn around for them. They might be able to take a eighth or seventh spot if things just start to maybe meld together, but right now I have them in the ninth spot. Uh, the eighth spot is also my dark horse, which is why I put them in eighth with curtain call. Um, everybody after they acquired spacing, definitely made a major difference for the team. Again, decision making is one of those things that's going to be very big for this league, and unfortunately, there are pieces where sometimes the decision making isn't the best for curtain call. Um, and that's primarily, unfortunately, in their top lane with their uh, top laner, Pharaoh. Uh, he's very good mechanically, but when it comes down to sometimes his decision-making, he likes to limit test a lot. And I love confidence in a player, but sometimes that confidence leads to feeding, and it's not good when you consistently do that. That's never good for a team, especially if they're doing something that could easily hyper-carry through the top lane, or it's just something that ends up becoming an unkillable, uh, unkillable peeled tank for, your, uh, for their uh, enemy team, like for their ADs. Um, so now these next couple slots are all next to a bunch of toss-ups. Number seven, I had Onslaught of Shadows. Six, Glacial Storm. And five, Killer Instinct. I have no clue how these, like, what's going to happen with these teams as they start to change. Again, Glacial Storm can really jump from my sixth spot to, like, number three or even number two if, uh, Erbo ends up in the jungle. Like, he, he will be a much more capable player. And speaking to other players about it beforehand, they even mentioned saying that your most prominent like you know your higher salary players should be somewhere where you feel they can influence the team the most and a high salary cap player like jay erbo being in the jungle being able to influence the map as much as possible will make a very big difference for uh, for glacial storm and then if you have a very good support jungle and then top or mid jungle duo that's able to consistently roam and support the jungler along with that carry they they might even become a potential unstoppable team even championship contending uh then there's uh four i had absolute zero i'm giving a lot of faith to the fact that they do have doom in the jungle uh just give them some time to at least grow into their team uh and then number three i had let's bounce that was because i was afraid of another team trying to grow with some of their previous championship pieces missing uh when you start to drop pieces into them like yeah you do have your most consistent pieces in your mid and jungle duo but if you start to try to meld other pieces into it that didn't really fit into the synergy, it might cause trouble for them. So that's the reason why I put them in the third spot. But again, they do have championship pieces here. They could easily jump up to number one. Uh, two, uh, fighting for one and two right now is between is uh, Infernal Trigger and Hijack for me. Uh, I have more edge to Infernal Trigger. Again, the uh, bot lane with Ether and Trinity being one of the more underrated but probably very highly valued AD carries. I do have a firm belief that you can very much carry out of a bot lane. If your support is doing well, constantly having vision on the line, and Ether is one of those uh, is one of those eight, uh, supports that you look to and is like, wow, this is actually someone I wasn't expecting to do so much. And I believe he, he was on a Let's Bounce last season, yep. and th yep. them acquiring that championship piece definitely knows what he needs to do. So I firmly believe that there's going to be a lot of fights. For those top three spots, definitely, it's going to be a bloodbath <laughs> mm -hmm. so i mean i'll say i'll say right now we all like kind of unanimously agreed that hijack and let's bounce will be in the top four by the end of the season yep That's um definitely. i had them a little higher than you guys but yeah uh so i guess we'll just your picks first so yeah yeah we'll just we'll we'll start from the bottom go up i put final spark at the bottom um Again, the like in until they start to like play what looks comfortable, um, then I can really like actually rate this team because uh, I mean, again, game two they like um, who was it? Uh, Die Hardy tried to put himself in the best carry position he could. Unfortunately, he was building kind of like Tate tank Jarvan and his AC was just too far behind so like it was just not really going to work some point ever. The gaunt show is going to start. 
Yeah, I no, I I know it will. Like I remember when he played mid lane season one for me, and there were times like give him a little, give him like two early ganks, give him a kill, give him an assist, whatever. Let him get some C- get the CS lead. He will take over games. Um, next up, number nine, I put Destiny. Uh, unless they are making some uh, like uh, roll swaps and stuff like that. Um, I don't really see anything changing. I personally really, 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 really did not like the, um, I believe it was them who did the Tom Kent Senna and you put your best player on TK. That really didn't make sense to me. Um, because like, I, I have to assume, uh, 1.5 mil that, and I've seen it. No, I'm not going to assume. I know he. I know that King Leon is a mechanical player because he played AEC last season and was like the hard carry for Solar Flare. So it just confused me that it was him on the TK that's really all he's going to mechanically do outplay is like eat someone at the most like opportune time and it's just not using it for saving someone yeah yeah so like yeah just um like give that man a zaya again and he'll carry the game uh so question for you real quick yeah destiny this season versus destiny last season who wins um well it's uh, Delabo. Well, the other thing about it is that they didn't have Mar in the mid lane, um, Marbara in the mid lane. And as someone who has played with him last season, he can bring a lot of calmness to comms, and he really doesn't int or per se yeah, like not right. the. Hmm? He he was subbed out, right? Uh, he was had a family emergency. Yeah. Uh, so he wasn't able to play, according yep. to. Uh, I think that may have been Delabo. completely different games had Mara been there. Yeah, I think it would have been more. Uh, I think Hippie would had to work for it more if Marbar Marbra was there, um, and we're given like uh, Delabo a little more like assistance, I guess, in the jungle um, to be able to be like, oh, I'm contesting this crap. Mar will move. Um, so I have Destiny at nine, um, but again, like, can't really fully gauge that team until we see, like, what their final roster is. Um, in eight, I have Onslaught of Shadows. Um, you know, Thrills came in after the draft was done, had played, like, a few games with this team and claimed that they were going to have the trophy at the end of the season, and I will... And you know what? I hope they get their stuff together, but what they showed against Hijack was yeah. disappointing, honestly. Hijack made a macro... made some macro blunders, which kind of, like, threw the game, like, the Baron throw a little bit and whatnot, but like... That like with the early game that Hijack had, it just seemed like it was them destined. They should have two owed. And um they were very lucky that a bunch of shutdowns went into the Echo's pocket in the mid game. Um I mean that's what Gecko H2O does though. He's he's a madman. Yeah, but it, it just like um it just seems like you can't, it can't just be Echo only. I mean, it can't be Gecko only. Yep. Like, um, game one, Thrills didn't really do that great on Mumu. Um, uh, the top lane wasn't like a huge gap in the Renekton Silas lane when Renekton's like mainly picked to get early advantages and stuff. Um, the bot lane uh, played Tristana. Like weirdly enough, every, a lot of people prioritized Tristana also over the week, uh, over the day, and it went uh, like it only won one game out of three. Mm. So uh, I don't know. I think it was just like people not being um, comfortable or like 
familiarized with like what they need to be doing in team fights. Like, yeah, sure, lane you can dominate, but like if you're not time like knowing exactly when you should be Wing in or just hitting the front line, then it's not gonna work. Um Next, I have absolute zero. Um, I yeah, I have them a little higher than uh, you do, Zora, mainly because Doom actually really, really impressed me on the Lee Sin, and um, I think if they can kind of just find their style specifically to the mid lane, um, because like it, it's clear that Vintage wants to move and like wants to help out, and I really like that in mid laner, but. It just caused this unfortunate effect where he was then in a CS deficit to spacing. Yeah. Um, and uh, also on the top side, like Malphite was doing, wasn't doing well into Volibear. Mm-hmm. So he didn't really have like the agency from his solo lanes to help him. Um, which I mean, right now. Too, so it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now, Galio really good in the mid lane like if your jungler like he did a red to blue invade got the blue or no he did red clear to gank bot killed someone um and then went to steal the blue stole the blue was a bit over aggressive in trying to kill the vigo but like i like seeing that i love seeing that aggression on uh junglers that are like early skirmishers Mm -hmm. And if he could just have like the like a Galio coming down on him when he's fighting the Vigo in his red side jungle, like that would be awesome. Um, so yeah, they just need to work on their identity, in my opinion, and they could easily like move up from my seven spot to like uh, fifth or something. Uh, next, I have Inferno Trigger, which is wow. yeah, it's it's interesting because. Yes, they 2-0'd, and um, they looked really good in their games, but I there has to be a caveat where um, it has been said, it was said by um, uh, Dr. Miz that they were trying out a bot lane in game one, so I can't really like fault them for not doing well, and then like over value um how train training play oh, don't get me wrong training played really well in both games like was going in at the right times and whatnot but um they also had a solid uh sub for the top lane and their main top laner is going to be phantom flounder and flounder is actually usually a support main so i'm really curious how that's going to work um against like the other teams that are in my like higher seeds they have like uh kind of like proven top laners now and like what good top laners yeah (laughs) um and then so i actually kind of made like a last minute adjustment uh and i put um ggs or glacial storm at a fifth because I do think that they are going to swap out Herbo and InterAsian, which um, I actually think InterAsian did really well in his games. He got like really good leads, but unfortunately he top lane was kind of getting unfortunately gapped. And uh, in game one, he tried to go up there to help him. And what he kind of should... I think he should have just stayed doing the 2v2 with Lux or with Matthias and winning that harder and then transfer that down to bot lane, um, which is a Twitch Lulu. And that's like, you want them to be in a good spot too. Um, uh, But that's like, just like kind of growing pains. Like you always want to, as a jungler, as uh, someone who has played jungle, you're always wanting to help everyone. And especially on your team and just like, oh, this guy's struggling. I'm doing well. Let me go help him. But the thing is, is like he wasn't, he was doing well, but the Sejuani wasn't doing bad. So when he went up there, the Sejuani counter ganked and it was a losing 2v2. Um, 
So it just like went bad from there. And then um, Matthias roamed a lot too as well and kind of similar to Vintage, just got in a CS deficit too quickly. Um, but their game too looked much better. So I have, um, and even with Herbo at playing uh, ADC, yeah, like he looked much more comfortable. Yeah, looked, game too. looked way more comfortable. Yep. Um, denied even looked way more comfortable on the Galio. He had some really weird ults in the uh, first game where he was ulting the Hecarim after the Hecarim was way too far ahead of his team. And like in those situ- in those comps, you really want to be like saving your ult for the Twitch or the Lux. Um, but yeah, I think if you just have denied on champions that he's actually really comfortable with, or like let him get more practice on their ones, then um, they can have a solid bot lane, regardless if Herbo's down there or if it's Aerasian down there. I think it's just a comfort comfort thing that the team needs to work on. Uh, so my top four actually really doesn't change whatsoever from like uh, what my uh, your A tier A my A tier is currently. Um, I have uh, curtain call at fourth. Um, like you said, I have a question mark on uh, Pharaoh as well. Um, I think V. Uh, I think uh, Gecko and Spacing look really good together, and the bot lane sh- actually really surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say that I am really, really <laughs> happy to see a um, Zyre Khan play so aggressively at level one. Like, especially into a Seraphine bot bot lane, like, uh, King uh, Volpitz went, W'd immediately onto that uh, Seraphine, blew her flash, she had to sit back in the lane, and, like, had to basically sit, like, two screens behind her AEC to not get hit by uh, the W from Rakan again, and that just set the like the expectations for that lane and it just like it just seemed like there's really nothing um there's no coming back from that they just had such a dot like it felt like a very lane dominant um for them in the game one game two was a york diff i guess um (laughs) and uh (laughs) but like yeah i'm i'm not gonna sleep on this team i really think that they're gonna like contend for top four. I, it's just the other three that I have above them is just like, I have question marks, but I just think like some of their, like their question marks are a little bit more manageable. Um, and I also don't know enough about spacing yet to like make a definite, like this guy's gonna. So who's your number three? So number three, I have killer instinct. Um, uh, I don't know if for anybody that hasn't seen the game, um, Chopped, uh, Chopsui. yeah, Chopsui literally won them game one. Um, just like super dominant. Um, the thing about his, uh, lane phase that like really impressed me is that, um, while yes, he did the skirmishes with Somnus and whatnot, he had a, uh, CS lead. Um, he had a 30 CS lead by, I wrote it down, hold on, by f- 8 minutes and 30 seconds. That's, like, yeah. he just, like, he played his Renekton really well. He, like, understood that, yeah, like, we had these two early skirmishes. Um, this Camille has two, is 2-1, two, one, I'm 1-1, one, one, but, like, I'm just going to focus on CS and then I'm just going to dive her once I can do that. Once I'm six, lo and behold, he hit six first pushed in, dove the Camille Camille died. And he yeah. just like went back yeah. to base. That, like that was against Somnus, right? Yeah. 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 So I feel like Somnus could have, you know, or at least should have bailed 
because uh, you <laughs> knew that Renekton was going to come in, E, W, and you're gone. Uh, yeah. Like, he had really high CS numbers yeah. in both of his games on Renekton. I mean, I... I hope he can do like the, that uh, that stuff on other champions, um, but it's not just that. Like even in the lane phase, you see him shove in the lane and then walk down and get deep ward into the enemy jungle to buy the uh, when they're red side by the um, blue buff and uh, grump. And um, like um, less than a minute later, you see a, the jungler show up, and then you see like. There weren't pings on the map, so I assume he said it in comms, and he just, like, backed up. But then you see um, Reaper start to move towards top lane, because they know what potentially could be breaking out here. Like, they could be going for Rifty now, or they could be going for this crab. We can fight for this, because I'm so far ahead. I'm 30 CS up. Um, So, yeah, I was really, really impressed by... Uh, his play, Reaper's play, Hobbit just looked solid all throughout both games. Like, um, in 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 my opinion, they should two owed. They made uh like some kind of mistakes that um I think they they start to recognize them. Like, uh, game two, Somnus was playing Pantheon with Ignite. They had double TP, and no one was... They never had, like, both soul laners and splitting, like, in the... Pressuring both side lanes um, until, like, maybe, like, 25 minutes of the game. So I think if they just can recognize those advantages um, a little sooner, uh, they will dominate most of their games. And the bot lane just, like, was super solid. Like, yeah, I have, I really have no like critiques or anything to mention about them because, like, Mablanc was everywhere, warding everything, clearing out wards everywhere on the Nautilus. He yeah, had some really nice Nautilus plays. Yeah, um, and clearly Hobbit understands Kaisa like the back of his hand, or like he's playing Jin. Like, I, I, I know, like, he gets memed for, like, how g- much he plays Jin, but he's making, uh, he's making the argument that he knows, uh, Kaisa just as well. Like, if you think yeah. you have to ban Jin against him, you're gonna have to look into also having <laughs> to ban Kaisa. So, what's, um, so what's your number one, number two? So, it's a little surprising, um... My buddies are not going to like this. I have Let's Bounce at second. And then I have uh, Hijack at number one. Um, so I uh, so Let's Bounce, uh, the again, top lane is kind of the question mark for me, like, uh, um, like Curtain Call. And um, while I have a lot, a lot of trust in... Archer and Hippie to do really um, good things as well as CLG Worthy does. I played with him in Rec League. Um, It's just like, yeah, I'm just not sure if you put them in a, if you put these two in a head-to-head, I can foresee uh, Tricky actually doing really well. Um, I think Archer's really good, but I actually think I actually think King Wolfie is one of the best junglers in the league. Um, And I think Bonkers will give uh, Hippie a hard time. Like, uh, when it comes to the mid laners, I think it's like spacing Bonkers and Hippie, who are like the top three uh, from the showing that we've seen right now. Um, And uh, yeah, I just can't wait for to see these three my top three go at it because i just think that like it's going to be so close yeah uh or my top four go at it it's going to just be so like close um every time Uh, obviously people are going to be like well hijack has like nafi and mommy senpai in the bot lane and that's like a lower like um 
uh, I guess, uh, ELO or value uh, bot lane, but Navi has proven last season and even in the games that they played that value doesn't mean anything. Like he, he's very capable as a support, yeah. most definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 almost scary just how like well he plays. And uh, I was talking to King Wolfie about um about it, and he's like, you know, like. He's just, he's vocal. He looks to be aggressive. He wants to roam with me. Um, he wants to get deep wards. He wants to do this. And I'm like, well, that's great. Because in the early game, I think uh, what some teams have made the mistake of is that they should be trying to play with their junglers. And especially when you have like a jungler like Wolfie who does look to play the Kane, the Olaf, the Graves. Um, and wants to try to like push those early advantages as as, as much as possible. And he's a um, model. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. He is so. I it's really like I say these are my top four, and I gave them a number order. But to be honest, I could see any one of these four being number one, and like reversing the order like yeah, so. i just think right now that uh, from what i saw from hijack if they fix like a few calls in that second game they easily 2-0 right there Malcolm, so you may have mentioned this what is your dark horse pick your dark horse pick of the season who you know you may have not rated them <laughs> as high but you could see them you know taking it all at the end honestly it's going to curtain call Immediately, I I get I have to still no matter even with the decision making in certain situations being uh, questionable, I do still have to give full credit to these to to these players. Um, definitely, definitely spacing uh, definitely makes a difference for the way the team looks. Pharaoh again, just be very just do well with your decision making a little bit more be more cautious with certain things and you will definitely be a more less volatile is a better way of putting it a less volatile top laner uh the bot lane is definitely bot lane synergy is going to be something that's very very important in this particular season i believe and with that said the fact that we do have a very good and what can be considered a consistent bot lane i believe is going to give curtain call that that one little like yep. notch up that they need to really go and maybe take it all. That's why I wanted to place them eighth because if they see this, I want them to be like, all right, we got to prove him wrong and give yeah. them even more drive to be like, nah, we got to take this out. And then I, I want them to come with their best competitive heat. Yeah. Like with all these teams, I want them all to come with their best competitive heat. So listen, if you got to take it out on me, we're going to take it out right back. <laughs> so let's Talk go. How about you? Uh, I also had curtain call as my dark horse. Um, uh, it, like I said, uh, post draft, I had them really, really low. I mean, I, I am tenth. I am last. And uh, after these games, I have them in top four, contesting potentially to be top two, top three, whatever uh, it is. Um, I, I really think, uh, like, like we've said, we have a question mark on top lane, but. I think if Pharaoh like puts his head down, does the work, um, learns the matchups, uh, understands when he can push his push the advantage, not push the advantage, um, and maybe play like a little bit more for the team too, like some TP plays bot lane or something like that. I think this team has a uh, a real good chance to uh, get first place, um, which is like. Weird to say for the most part because a lot of people have been sleeping on them since they are a team of, I think, four 750s and yeah, then spacing yeah. is one mil. Um, Originally, so it was all five 750s. So yeah. people were like, ah, nah, that, they're just not going to do what they're going to like do okay. Um, but yeah, it just seems like. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people like myself slept on what the bot lane can do. Um, we all know what Gecko can do, and he's also kind of another question mark of mine because um, he seems to, at least last season, he seemed to have like one really pop off game in a series, and then 
the following game or the just the second game yeah. would not be the same result. So I'm kind of hoping that um, uh, spacing can kind of fill that gap, which he kind of almost did for game two. Like the echo was, well, was a little bit really, really big. Is it, you know, bonkers that's, you know, having an off game or is it gecko bronze? Yeah, I guess that, yeah, that's fair. I could look at that. Um, but then they also didn't have uh, the best uh, top laners, I think. Didn't they have... Um, I think they started out with... Um, uh, was Otaku? Uh, uh, yeah, Otaku was like lane swapped up there because yep. he wanted to give Rise um, yeah, ADC, best, which, yeah. which I understand. But um, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, so I, I just think... My Dark Horse pick... Uh, for the season is actually hijack. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, well, so I, I actually think that, um, you know, I didn't rate them in the one through third spot. Um, cause I, you know, they're, they have a bot lane that's, you know, not proven themselves. Um, tricky has not played, you know, top lane in this league before, uh, you know, bonkers has shown like, a amazing skill one game and then the second game uh you know it's a complete 180 from the you know what we saw the previous game uh yeah and, you know is it just bad luck and you know stretch of uh drafting the wrong people and i really think that you know a lot of captains you know kind of scratch their head uh when king wolfie uh went first overall in the entire draft uh to bonkers um you know, he, they've got some good chemistry. Uh, you know, I think they uh, have a lot of fun playing the game together. And I think that translates uh, into, you know, quality gameplay on Summoner's Rift. So I, I think that Hijack could, uh, you know, surprise a lot of people and run away with it this season. I mean, I know why he got first pick in the first draft. I mean, we all saw that Olaf game. 11-0-11. <laughs> like, yeah. that's why he got first picked. So... Um, Malco, top two players, every role, go. So this is gonna definitely probably kick some things off. And there's actually two of the two of the roles I actually only picked one player because and I'll explain when I get to those two roles. But for top lane I have I am tricky and uh Chop Chewy, or how do you pronounce his name? Chop Sui, Chop Kui, I don't know how to pronounce names. <laughs> um but I I'm just uh, calling him chopped. I'm not even chopped. gonna like just gonna, I'm, just gonna go with chopped. Yeah, I'm just uh, <laughs> So we got Tricky and Chopped. Uh, for Jungle, I have Archer and DFT. Uh, mid, I have Hippie. And in my number two slot, I didn't put anyone just as yet, but I'm jumping between Gecko and Bonkers. Uh, for Bot, I have, I'm going to give an underrated AD carry the credit, uh, Trinity as one of my top two. And then right now, I'm kind of, I don't really know who to put in that second spot. It's another one of those roles where I'm like, a lot of people can be put in here. Uh, I might put True Flash in here, but you, you know, it's like a lot of different people could fit into this number two slot. And then for my supports, I have Nafi and Ether. Cool, Mr. Taco. Uh, I also have Trapped and Tricky in my top two for top. Uh, I also do want to say, uh, insert my n name here. That was an amazing York game. So I did really think about that, but like Malphite wasn't that great. Um, jungle, I have King Wolfie and I have Gecko Bronze. Um, uh, and then Archer's like right there for me too. Um, mid, so mid, I have I am Hippie uh, at the top mainly because I just don't think you can ever ban him out, um, and he always seems to play well on the champs they picks like it, it could be like something from out from left field like a tristana mid and you're just like wait like he actually did well on this um and then honestly i put spacing as my number two but like i was really really i had a really 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 hard time with this and my ac as well um for my number two spot like for me, bonkers and spacing are like neck and neck. Um, and uh, 
Then for ADC, I had Hobbit at number one. Like, uh, yeah, I know they went 1-1 on the day, but, like, he was just, like, he was not the problem. He was... Hobbit had a more consistent performance. Definitely. Yeah, he was super consistent on both, uh, in both games. Um, and then I have, I actually have uh, Rusty the Cat at number two, and then I have... Uh, True Flash too. I know we weren't supposed to do like uh, top three, but like I couldn't pick the I couldn't pick the mid lanes or the ADCs. They were just too close. Yeah, there's too many too close. I have four now. Yeah, all of a sudden. Oh well, well, okay. So and then support. I got a. I got a rubber. I guess support my buddy. Uh, CLG Worthy Dust had really great two games, and then um, I gave it to Mont Blanc actually for number two but again curtain call spot lane i think they played one of the better zaya uh zaya uh recon bots yeah sorry Uh so my top two uh i've got insert name here and chop suey uh in top lane uh jungle i have king wolfie and dft reaper in mid lane, I've got Haim Hippie and Gecko H2O. Uh, Gecko, I think, has a champ pool uh, just as deep as Hippie's, so he's he's scary. Um, you give that man three kills, and it's probably game over for your entire squad. Um, ADC, I've got Hungry Hobbit uh, and Trinity. And then support, I have Mont Blanc and King Vulpes. Um, so I think that that synergy between King Vulpes and True Flash. Uh, is going to do wonders uh, for curtain call, um, and so it, it, you know, easily you could add top three players, and you'd have a much more rounded list across the league. Um, but I think limiting it to was, you know, good because I, I could talk about the the third pick and every single one of them easily. Yeah. Um. So, Taco, what were your surprises uh, from? preseason that you know really stood out in your mind um you know whether it was you know, this team's performance or you know this player popped off uh well i guess uh probably the one that like really kind of like stuck out in my mind was actually um i am tricky uh he is Got to the value he is as a support main, played jungle last season, did fairly well, and now he's playing top lane. And um, he didn't necessarily, like, he wasn't dominating the lane in game one, which Quezzy uh, was on Renekton anyways. Um, but he just, like, made little mechanical, like, moves that were very effective and kept him in the lane and like kept him from getting into like serious CS deficits or like kept him from dying. Like the play where I said chopped, like literally pushed in, got level six and Ulton just killed Somnus under tower uh, game one. I think he also did that in his, in his second game. So he did that twice. Did. To Somnus. Um, like, Tricky waited for hit, uh, waited for the ult to come in for the stun, and then W the Renekton got health back, and now the Renekton's like, well, Did wait, he um, steal his ult and immediately ult too. Yeah, it, there was our, there was another time where he did that too, but there was one specific time where he literally like just stopped the whole dive by Wing him at the right time and getting health back, and then. Uh, Quezzy was kind of just like, wait, now I can't really <laughs> do anything here because I'm gonna start. Ta- I'm already started tanking, and he just got more health. Um, so yeah, actually, like that performance made me like a real believer in the fact that, um, because he was actually my question mark when it came to hijack. It wasn't even the bot lane because Nafi has kind of proven himself already. Um that like that he has made me now believe that this team is a real contender for like top two number one cool 
Uh, yeah. Malco, how about yourself? What are your, what are your uh, initial surprising thoughts uh, that came out of preseason for you? Honestly, I want to really give it the preseason up to, I want to give, uh, well, shout outs to all the mid laners and the bot laners, primarily due to the fact of how close many of the talent that we have currently in the league is. Uh, it's it's difficult when we talk about the mid laners, when we talk about the bot laners and the ADCs, we really try to sit there and we're like, well, they're all in this big melting pot of like, who's good and who really, like, who's the definitive talent that we know can help carry their team, who can carry through the bot lane, who can be a good mid jungle duo. Like, again, we've already seen with Let's Bounce with Archer and Hippie. Uh, I just really think that this time around, we're going to see a very big, we're going to see a very big competing uh, competition in those two uh, specific roles. And I'm really excited to see how that's going to go for this particular season. Cool. So um, my surprises were uh, spacing from out of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he, you know, came out of left field and uh, stepped onto this roster and, you know, was a immediate impact. Um I was also surprised that Final Spark got too owed. Um, and they did say that they were trying uh, some different things, but, you know, just that was a bit of a shocker for me. Um, my last surprise for preseason, which I guess was my uh, number one in this category, uh, was the TLC, the uh, top line, top lane carry. Uh, you know, Chop Suey, insert name, Tricky, uh it felt much more of a non-island and it was impactful to the game, uh, you know, causing victories in some cases. Uh, and I think that's different from what we've seen, um, you know, for quite some time in League of Legends. Um, so it, it was a, you know, a neat little trick, uh, especially for, you know, me being a, you know, a top lane main. Yeah, I, I have to give it to uh, Absolute Zero, whoever called for the lane swap. That was like the most, like, so gigabrain. Like, <laughs> you basically were like, all right, our York has already gotten like a plate or two up here. Let's swap him bot lane. Get our bot to get the Rifty now because we already got first Drake. And then you, like, uh, Obviously, action's going on on the top side now, but like I panned the camera down for a second, and he had two plates already on the bot turret. And I'm like, this guy is going to, like, he's going to put these people in his back backpack and carry them to the end. Like, uh, the split pushing they did on that York was unreal. He was literally taking like 1v3s and like at least killing two people and then maybe dying. And it was just unreal to see because the thing is, is like we do have a rule around lane swapping that you can't do it in the first five minutes. And like you're uh, you as a solo laner have to have the most time in that lane. But Rift Herald spawns at eight minutes. So that's after five. So I was just really like impressed by like the fact that they almost pulled off like an LCS play that well. It was very like, well done back row play. You know, yeah. I mean, Wukong main <laughs> would, you know, split push all day long, whether it was, you know, Nasus or Wukong or York. And it, yeah. it felt a lot like that. So, yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts from either of you guys? Uh, we are right at uh, just over an hour. So, uh, definitely an excellent episode. I can't wait to, uh, you know, get together next week and actually talk about these four games. Uh, that we have coming up one. on Monday. Uh, Who is? Really I'm looking up myself. Up. So, Killer Instinct against Inferno Trigger. Uh, we okay. Have Hijack against Curtain Call, which that's yes. supposed to be the hype game. Yes. Oh yes. Uh, yes. So <laughs> we have Glacial Storm against Onslaught of Shadows. So Ooh, Rudder, brother v brother Rudder versus Rudder action. Uh, then you have Absolute Zero versus Let's Bounce. I okay. think all of these games are going to be some real bangers that we're going to yeah. get out. These are going to be these are really going to be some crazy competitive games. I'm hyped. I can't wait to cast. Yep. Yeah. I'm I I mean obviously the Rudder Bros going up against each other is since they're split now and this is the first season that they're not on the same team. That will be very interesting. Um 
But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this uh, current call hijack yeah, game. There, there is going to be some Mortal Kombat fatality style <laughs> summoner drift on Monday. So uh, yeah, I'm hyped. Um, thank you too uh, for you know sticking around and uh, fighting this out, and it should be fun next Thursday night when we uh, get back together and discuss. Have a good night. Good night as well. Good night.